Reconnaissance Media activated. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Edge Free Show. We are your host, Edge. And this is free. How y'all doing, everybody out there? It's beautiful out here in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, we're looking at 50-something degrees this morning. The sun is shining. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Ain't no rain. It looks like springtime, but it's definitely not spring. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it's going to be like 70-something today, so we're going we're gonna to go right back up. How are you, my man? Doing all right. Just uh, hanging in there, just uh, working hard, trying to get around to getting all the podcast stuff done, too, and trying to get, wrap around getting to some music stuff, too. So Heard yeah. that. Yeah, man. Hey, I am going to give you gratitude. Okay. Or I'm going to give my gratitude is toward you for all the hard work you've been doing running chasm's uh instagram page i appreciate it man oh yeah you're doing a great job i got booted out of it <laughs> <laughs> well there was an outage yeah i know <laughs> i don't have access now i was just like oh man <laughs> yeah we were we were freaking out man like or did you get booted out again i got booted out since that day oh i thought you got back in no okay well we'll get that squared away after the show my bad i thought you were good i made one post on the other day and then i was just like Boom, I got banned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we man, I went through the ringer on that one. And also, I'm going to give some gratitude to Mr. Trey M for running the Chasm Twitter page. He's doing the Lord's work over there, too, so I appreciate you both. And also, if you're listening out there, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Gabby at my orthodontist place. She, she was really excited to hear that we're doing uh, podcasting. I've been telling her about it for a while. And so uh, if you're listening, thank you for uh, doing the work on my grill, and my kids. With that, today, we are going to be discussing AI, specifically in the arts. And when I say the arts, we're talking art itself or paintings, drawings, however you like to look at it, AI and film and TV a little bit, AI and music, and then we'll we'll try to catch up with the literature here at the end. I think we'll be able to get through all of it today, but we'll see. Um, Spoiler alert, this is going to be Part one, we have some things that we're cooking up here for you all, and uh, we're really excited about it. So, yeah. Do you have anything you'd like to add, sir? Do you want to at least allude to what we're doing with the series parts? What we'd like to do, and we're still trying to um, shore up a few people, but we'd like to have a panel discussion on this. If you'd like to give us some feedback, if that's something that you as the audience would like us to do, with a lot more of these, maybe do a show and then have a panel discussion with people who are experts on whatever topic we're covering. You know, holler at us on on uh, on our personal Facebooks. We don't have a Chasm Facebook page yet. We might get there, but on Instagram, you can follow us at Common Sense Media and on Twitter, Calm Sense Media. Yeah, Instagram is the easiest way, I would say. Just shoot us a message or something like that. If you're interested, just raise your hand. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, okay. we can get to some conversations or anything like that. Or if any, if you have any questions or want to suggest topics or anything like that, but specifically uh, sticking to this AI concept and everything like that, we would love to be able to get some people's opinions and actually have them come on discussion with us with these types of 
concepts and ideas that are going on with AI. Indeed, indeed. With that, let's talk about artificial intelligence. Now, we're going to go through some definitions, and there's going to be quite a few. So hang with us here. We're going to talk about artificial intelligence versus machine learning versus deep learning. And AI is is more of like an umbrella term for all of them. Um, if you looked at a Russian doll, how it kind of breaks down yeah. from big to small, it would be artificial intelligence as the big outer shell. Then the smaller shell would be machine learning. Smaller would be a neural network. And even smaller would be deep learning. Let's talk about machine learning. It's been around since the 50s. Uh, there was a, a paper, and I actually, I actually skimmed some of it recently by Alan Turning. He, he has a paper that's linked on IBM's website, and the paper's called Computing Machinery and Intelligence. So I actually saw at the beginning, it said the Intimidation Game. I'm, I believe that is the movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay. So yeah, that, that, that's pretty cool. So that's kind of where the origins of this concept came from. Um, but the way the technology moves, artificial intelligence uh, specifically, is that it's used to solve problems autonomously, uh, and it's built using intelligent programs and machines that can creatively solve these problems. It analyzes input data and produces output data. So a good example would be like your virtual assistant. So if, if you have Siri, Alexa, Cortana, Google, fill in the blank, mm-hmm. when you say, hey, assistant, Tell me the score of the football game. She may ask you, what football game? She's analyzing your input. So you say specifically, tell me the, the score of the Cowboys game. I've trained my my phone to know these are my favorite teams. So when I say Cowboys, she knows I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys and not the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And so she'll give me that score or the Spurs. And she'll give me the San Antonio Spurs and not the Spurs that are in the UK, the UK uh, football team or soccer for the Americans. Okay. You know what I mean? Chatbots. You go in and you say on a website, hey, I need help with X or tell me about Y. And then it spits back that output. That's all machine learning or artificial intelligence. Excuse me. See, I almost messed up myself. (laughs) (laughs) It it gets kind of convoluted in there. So there's so many different types of things that it can be used for, and it gets a little little crazy. Right. So moving down a layer, machine learning, again, the next subset, right? So it provides the systems the abilities, uh, the ability to automatically learn and improve from experience without being explicitly programmed. So... There's something called tacit knowledge, right? And then you've got explicit knowledge. And tacit knowledge is gained through experience. Explicit knowledge is something that's documented, like a report. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about tacit knowledge, riding a bike, you learn to do that. Like it's it's something that you do, right? Uh, I know what's another good example. Um, Learning a language, Spanish, that comes with experience. Sure, that's technically that can be written down, but you have to do it. You got to keep using it for it to be stored in your brain. Now, on the topic of storage, you take explicit and you take uh, tacit knowledge and where they differ, there's more examples, but one of the key ones that I want to talk about is the storage. 
You can store reports and documents somewhere, and that becomes common shared knowledge. Yes. A collective knowledge that a group can use. So like at work, you might have a knowledge base. I run into a problem with, let's say you're in IT or you're in customer service. The customer comes to me with this problem and I'm new to the game or I'm not as experienced from a from a tacit standpoint. I go, I type in, okay, here's your issue. Ah, knowledge base gives me an answer. Now I know how to go about solving the problem. That's mm-hmm. stored somewhere. Tacit knowledge technically is stored in your brain, but it's not anything that's collectively shared with a group. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So I took a Python, learning Python through data analytics class, and we were training a model. You're like, well, what's the model? Okay, you're the, the, the steps, right, to building that machine up. So let's just say you wanted to teach the machine or the algorithm what a cat is. You're going to feed it images, right? This is the input. You're feeding the images and saying, this is a cat. This is a cat. This is a cat. This is a cat, right? Over and over. Let's say hundreds, thousands. It's a lot easier these days with cloud computing because now these these models and these these machines can go and pull from the web anywhere in the world. They have like a shared library of endless amounts of things. Precisely. Precisely. It's documented. Exactly. Right? So then you test it and you say... You show it a picture of a dog or something that's not a cat. Is this a cat? It says, yes, it didn't learn. It's just looking at pictures and going, uh, sure, whatever. Okay, that's wrong. Let's run it again. You show it a dog and it says, this is not a cat. Okay, cool. Now you start sending it a boatload of pictures of a dog. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, you say, okay, is this a cat? No, this is a dog. Ah, so now it's able to differentiate between a cat and a dog. Yeah, it's not just a four-legged animal. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's something. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> a cat is not anything with fur and four legs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, again, I know that's kind of a very simplified version of this. And I'm sure if one of our listeners is in this field, they may be shaking their fist, going, that's a little bit different than that, a little bit more intricate. But yeah. for, for the people that aren't in this space... You could kind of think about it like that. Now, deep learning, what I talked about with the cloud and things of that nature, take machine learning and then blew it up, large scale. Mm-hmm. Bunch of different machine learning algorithms, programs, right? That are, uh, they they function like a neural network. Or they, they, sorry, they use neural networks to analyze different factors, right? Within like a structure. It's kind of, the reason why it's called, these are called neural networks and I'll explain that. Um, they're supposed to function like the way your brain worm or, or, or learns. Yeah. So the neurons in your head, so to speak. So neural networks are a collection of algorithms. Again, we're going deeper and deeper and deeper, right? Um, they're a collection of algorithms designed to process data and produce output with the least amount of error. I got that from a YouTube video. I thought that was a great explanation. Yeah. Would you say that between machine learning and deep learning that you would consider it more closely knit towards like the human mind and the way that the human mind learns because it just keeps on expanding on whatever kind of thing that it wants to take on. Cause it's, it's kind of like taking the handcuffs off of the machine to an extent, right? Right. Like right. it can, it can pull from all these different types of, uh, I guess resources 
to be able to come to a conclusion on something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and that's that's the whole um, solving problems part, right? You're you're taking this information, you're feeding these algorithms, so they're able to analyze the inputs that the data, whatever you're asking of the machine. Yeah. Or asking it to to solve, learn, do whatever, however you want to word it. It's analyzing that information, and then the output is hopefully, if if done right, what you've expected. Yeah. That solves your problem, answers your question. You know, knowing wanting to know what today's temperature is, this isn't necessarily a problem, but it was able to tell you because it sourced that information from whatever is available to it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it seems like it's a uh, the difference between putting a kid in a library full of a bunch of books that's all the same thing, and then like taking that kid and putting him in front of a computer with the internet at his fingertips. Right, right. So you can find out the same, you can find out the problem between uh, whether you're in the library or within uh, the internet using a computer, but you, I guess the way that you get the information is a little bit different. It's just like, these are the books that you need to read. And that's kind of like machine learning, correct? Right. Like, these are the books that you need to analyze and learn. And then with deep learning, it's like, take, uh, I guess, like the world is your oyster. Yeah. Make, so it's, it's make something out of it. it. So if you look, if you use the library, going with your library example, just focusing squarely on that, right? It's like giving it one book for machine learning. Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's a book on cars yeah you can even blow it up and say here's a whole section in the library on cars right yeah. so now you've got a lot of different books on cars then you blow it up to you give it you give access to the internet and now your 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 information is as good as of when that book is published as we know with the internet things move in real time for the most part yeah, um, you can ed get information as it as it happens. Twitter, yeah. Twitter, whatever, YouTube, post a video. Oh, that just went up a second ago. Cool. Yeah, I could watch this. So now you've given it access to the world of information, and it's able to pull in even more sources because you wouldn't really feed it a book. Yeah, because like if, if you did, and I don't want to go on this too long, but no, like say if you had if you had a library and you were given a section of books based on cars or transportation, mm -hmm. you'd have somebody that, that reads the book on cars or transportation at the library. And then they, they learn those things and they're like, I can build a car now. Right. But when you give it over to um, say the deep learning and it being like, you can pull from so many different things and put stuff together, then the machine, I mean, the the deep learning could come up with like a hovering car because it's being given more resources and is allowed to go. It's not as much in a box as the machine learning. So if we're going with the build your car model, now I'm glad you used that because that's why I explain the ex explicit versus tacit knowledge. So Everybody thinks or used to think when we were kids that artificial intelligence was like sentient machines, Terminator, right? Mm -hmm. um, AI, that movie. Yeah. That's that's the end goal that everybody's thinking. 
You know, the machines are now self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so they wouldn't have the repository of information to know what it takes to build a car or cars, Mm -hmm. but they wouldn't have the tacit knowledge. They wouldn't have the experience in doing it. Conceptually, a sentient machine would know what to do. And even as a machine, let's just say it was a walking, talking robot, right? It would still learn from its experience. Okay, we built this car, this hovering car. We've we already found a way to do this more efficiently just by doing it. You're gaining the experience. Yeah. Is that is that helpful? Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. So that, that was a good question. I like that. That was pretty good. So we're going to move into the art section, specifically paintings and drawings. So everybody is aware of Mid Journey, I think by now, and Dolly Mini. Um, yeah. What are what is your experience like what you got to try them out before we did the show how did okay so how'd you feel about it when we when we first started talking about it uh, I wasn't aware of it up until about a month ago honestly I would see certain things on Instagram and I didn't really think too much of it you know I'd see things here and there be like oh wow that looks really really cool and then you find out like oh this was made by AI. So the thing with that was I didn't understand at first. I was just like, what do you mean it was made by AI? It looks like a painting or it looks like somebody drew this up on a computer, you know, or like their iPad or something like a tattoo artist might do nowadays. Um, So I asked, um, I asked E like, what the, what the heck is it coming from? And he was like, check out mid journey. So (laughs) I was just like, okay. So I looked up some videos on mid journey, um, on YouTube and I started to be a little bit intrigued. And I guess that gets to the first story that we should bring up. Um, so there was a competition, I believe it was like in LA or something, right? Um, it was like an art competition, like with paintings and stuff. Well, I, I, the article comes from the New York times. Yeah. Uh, an AI generated picture won an art prize. Yeah. It won first place. <laughs> yeah. So, and I don't know where it was. It could have been in California somewhere where the actual thing was, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this comes from the New York times, but I watched a video of them talking about it and there were people that got second, third, um, or didn't place and stuff like that. And they Mm -hmm. were talking about it and they were like, I don't think that his art should have been included in the competition because he didn't make it. And, um, they didn't like the fact that they lost. And, the person that actually was doing the competition, I guess, or was the judge or something like that, he didn't know from the get-go that it was AI-generated. But also, he said, after he learned that it was AI-generated, he didn't have a problem with it. He still thought that it was fine to give that painting um, first place. Yeah, And I was just like, Okay, and then the person that made it, and I'm saying this for a reason, okay? Okay. Um, The person that made this picture said he 
doesn't have a problem with it being AI generated. And when people, I'm paraphrasing, when okay. people say things about, oh, well, you didn't make this, um, a computer did it. He he said, yeah, I put like 900 hours into this into this picture to make it exactly how I wanted it. And then that started getting me to think. And I was just like, wait a second. If he put 900 hours into telling a computer exactly what he wanted and making this thing that's in his brain, I guess, come to life visually, there's definitely a very strong human element within AI-generated art. It's not you just press a button and it puts out a beautiful picture for you. There is thought and there is a distinct human element that goes within it. So mm. I went on to mid-journey myself and I started working on a on a picture mm -hmm. for a new single that I'm going to be doing um, that I'm in the process of recording right now with uh with Reed Deming. Shout out to Reed. He's he's great. And if you listen to his music, you should check it out or something. Um really really good producer as well. Um so there's a song that I'm writing, well I already wrote and we're working on it and pretty much all the ideas that I have in my brain and the sounds that I'm hearing from the music that's being made helped me to create this picture. Hmm. So when I listen to music or when I see albums and things like that, you know, like you see the visual actual album and you see the artwork that before you press play, it's give, setting the, the stage. And that's the way that I view, view album art. It sets the stage before you press play and start your journey into the, the sounds that you hear. And that's kind of how I did it. And I was just like, what are the things that I'm hearing in my brain while we're writing this? And what do I want to be portrayed visually? And then I started typing into the prompt. So when I started typing into the prompt, I gave it exactly what I was looking for mm -hmm. and different kinds of aesthetics that I was looking for as well. I prompted certain colors I prompted what I wanted. I prompted um, how many figures that I wanted in there. Um, I typed in pretty much descript descriptions of aesthetics that I needed in the picture. So when I prompted it to do that, then it generates something. And then it has four different areas uh, that, you, that you can pick from. And you can, I guess, what is it, up? upgrade it or something um it, it's you, you pretty much tell it like i like where you're going with this ai keep this up and keep on going further with it and it got to a result which we'll post on the on the chasm instagram uh on monday i guess um and you can comment on it and see what you think um but it's a unique picture that I'm going to use for the single art for it because mid journey allows you to do that. Um, they, I mean, it's technically yours, but it's technically their algorithm that, that created it from what you told it to do. Yeah. But I felt 
very, very happy about the result because it got what I was, what I was trying to, I guess, envision in my head and made it come to life. And there's a lot of people on there. Um, if you ever get on the mid journey discord and you'll see stuff scrolling like crazy and everything. And I think that there's a big difference in what people think when it comes down to art and AI creating art, because there's somebody that's got an original idea that they're using as a paintbrush through AI to create the art. But there are also some people that are, I guess it, there's a big creative human element that goes into it to make it creative. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because there are a bunch of people on there that are telling the AI that they want a, it to create a picture of, um, what's her name from Harry Potter, Hermione. Oh, uh, Emma Watson, correct? Yeah, Emma Watson. There's a bunch of people on there that's just like, Emma Watson, and trying to see if the AI will create a good picture of Emma Watson and all these different like celebrities and stuff like that. And th there's a bunch of other creative stuff that people are doing, but I find it very interesting that it's just like you want the AI to create a person that already exists. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's very interesting to me, but there's, there's a difference. I, I only bring that point up because there's a, there's still a large creative human element of AI generated art um, because there are people that are inherently creative and people that are not so creative. And you've got people in there telling the AI to create some pretty insane stuff when you're yeah. looking through mid journey. Yeah. And then you've got somebody on the other hand, that's trying to create Emma Watson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and okay. So a few things with that, I, I, I wasn't ignoring you when I'm looking over here. I'm I I've been repeatedly cycling through the art. I'm looking at the uh, the the images that Free had Mid Journey create, and just before I critique them, I want to also give a shout out to Fallout Seven Five in our Discord, a good buddy of mine. Uh, if you go to the Explore section in the Discord, he was the first person that told me about Mid Journey months ago. So fantastic! I actually I have uh, one of the one of the avatars i use and one of my instant messengers is um is a black cyberpunk and the background one of the backgrounds i have on my iphone yeah is is ai generated it, lo it almost looks like they're outside at a nightclub but it's it's just got really cool colors it, it reminds me of um of uh japan or um, what's that movie ghost ghost in the shell or blade runner it's kind of got yeah. that it's got that aesthetic to it so going back to the art that you put up here um, this is beautiful. The color, I didn't know that you actually could spit colors out and say, Hey, give me these different gradients. You pick some fascinating colors, man. I mean, there's, it's almost like, um, when you watch the matrix reloaded, the two twins with the white hair, mm -hmm. when they were shooting bullets at them and the way they were shifting back and forth and the bullets would just fly through them. It almost has that mystic, uh, uh um, untraceable if that's, yeah, if, if that's the right word, ghostly, ghostly. Thank you. Yeah, that that ghostly element. So if you, that is, are you, I so guess dope. you're, I guess you're, you're not referring to the three kings. Is that correct? Not at the moment, but I was going to get to that too. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. the one that we will post is the one that I'm going to do for the uh, 
That's for the do, single art, which is going to be called Three Kings. Yeah. Um, but what you're referring to is something for something else. And what you're saying is what I was telling the AI to do. I picked That's out sick. the colors. I picked out the the kind of like weird kind of ghostly kind of thing because it mm. goes with what I was creating those other four pictures off of that are somewhat closely knit. Mm. Um you see that teal color. I told it to use teal specifically. Mm. Um, and then also uh, with the prompt that I gave it, it is based on a song that I wrote for, for LNG that has not been released, but you've heard it and it's the spirit. Ah, yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So that's okay. the reason why. And I mean, like I'm literally telling it to make this for me and it's taking the things that are in my brain and bringing those things to life. Ha you know what? Knowing now what that goes with, that's perfect. You did a, uh, uh, I'm just going to, part of my language, you did a badass job. Thank I mean, you. That, I mean, like that, or, well, sorry, Mid Journey did a great job. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, if that makes any sense, is like, that's the difference. And I'm not trying to prop myself up in terms of like, oh, I'm a super creative person. Be like, there's differences in, in the way that people create things and use, use this as a paintbrush or a medium to be able to create visual art. So let's, let's circle back now to that controversy. Mm -hmm. Okay. 900 hours. I'm not an artist from that perspective. I'm a musician. That's a different kind of art. I'm also a writer. That's a different kind of art. Uh, and writer, I mean like lyrics, poetry. I've been doing that since I was 11 years old. Yeah. Okay. That's a totally separate mind space than the writer that does your novels and this stuff. Okay. So the controversy, you look at 900 hours being put into creating this algorithm. I don't know what it takes for somebody to make such an intricate painting. I don't know how long it took. Uh, I forgot the the artist's name, the guy that did Starry Night. Forgive me. It wasn't Da Vinci. Um, it's um, Van, Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah. I don't know how long it took Da Vinci to make Mona Lisa mm -hmm. or any other artist of that ilk, the, the classic artist. I'm talking about the people who did not and still don't use computers for their art that do it by hand. Yeah. So I understand the frustration that they have. I see both sides here. I think there needs to be different categorizations perhaps and say, okay, here's the best hand-drawn. Here's the best technology assisted mm -hmm. thing. Like in the, in the, in the legal world, they have this thing called technology assisted review. Where, or TAR, where they, when they're trying to review a bunch of documents, they'll use things like machine learning to say, hey, this document is responsive and this one isn't. Responsive means relevant to the court. So technology-assisted paintings or drawings, right? Yeah. So you take something like that, maybe say, okay, this was totally done by machine learning. We created the algorithm or, or, or the AI, whatever. We created the algorithm that did this, that takes in the prompt that you give it sources the internet or, or a database that's offline whatever yeah it creates the visualization that you see and then if they wanted to go next level say all right 
best award for all of it. And people are going to be frustrated because if you do it like that, there's a chance they may lose to a computer and makes them wonder, well, how in the, how in the heck do I compete with that? The thing is, though, it's, it's more about being open-minded. And we're talking about like in terms of the, the sphere of being creative and we're talking about art here. And I talked to uh, one of my wife's best friends and I talked to her about this and I showed her all these pictures and she thought that they looked cool. But I asked her, I was like, what do you think of the idea of AI generated art? And this is somebody that works in, um, what is it? graphic design. Right. She's an artist. She does photography as well. She does all the different kinds of things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she was like, well, I, she was okay with it. Um, because she was just like, that's like telling somebody that uses Photoshop for, for stuff that that's not art and be like, that's a good point. Cause photographers use Photoshop and they're enhancing their art through technology and using, using it as a paintbrush and maybe the core picture itself might be just the start for the inspiration. Because when you use something like Midjourney or whatever, if you start to look at what those things uh, are happening, I guess what, what's happening in the feed, like through the Discord, and you start seeing what people are trying to create, and some of these things are out of this world. Um, Honestly, like some of the things that the that the AI is generating, I can't even conceive in my brain. Some of those things are so out there that it's kind of taking taking, I guess, the human artistic ability to a whole nother level because you're now seeing things that never existed before. It's almost like it's almost like if there was another color that humans can't see with the naked eye and now you can see it, it's yeah. taking, it's taking it to a new level. So people are going to be able to see these things that the computer is generating for them that they've never thought of in their mind. Now take something like this and I turn my screen around. Mm -hmm. What we're looking at is this person does not exist.com. Oh, yeah. I was looking at this the other day. <laughs> now, me, I can see the imperfection here. Mm -hmm. If you get closer. So what we're looking at, and I'll, uh, I will save this image, and I will also put this up on our, uh, on our Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. I was looking at it the other day, and I just kept on going in and out, you know, and just seeing all the different things that it would generate. And it was mind-blowing. And so if you look at the bottom right corner, it tells you, uh, imagine by GAN, the Generative Adversarial Network. Um, style GAN 2, it gives you a date. Tell, it gives you the author et al. and NVIDIA. It says, don't panic. Learn how it works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just love that. Don't panic. Learn how it works. Yeah. Hit refresh on the page. Here's a new person. Yeah, so and you want to... Break down, or do you want me to break down what it is? So I, I'm what I'm looking for. I mean, this looks so flipping real. But here in the corner, if they if you crop this out, like what is that? I don't know. It looks That's, like a distorted mouth. It's a distorted mouth in the background. So there are parts that show you that 
it's still not perfect, but it's gotten better because back in the day, you would have the ear be deformed and things of that nature. Uh, let's re- let, I'm going to refresh the page once more. This one is dang near perfect. Yeah. The only thing that I would say is what I was noticing when I was looking at um, this website was it still has a weird issue with earrings. So it's not always perfect with earrings, but when it does like a dangling style earring or something on a woman, it always comes out really weird. I don't know why. I guess the computer's still learning how to make earrings look real on a person. But I I would say for all intents and purposes, this this thing is fantastic. It looks it, amazing. I saw this. I mean, I, I I think I learned about this listening to Daily Tech News Show. And if anybody has never listened to Daily Tech News Show, um, after you get done listening to us, of course, go check it out. It's Tom Merritt, uh, Sarah Lane, Roger Roger Chang. Those are the main three. Roger Chang's the producer, but they get a rotating cast of guests every day, and they stay on top of all things technology. Mm-hmm. I got I got Trey listening to it. Um, now this one doesn't have a necklace. I mean, I'm. It this is this is fascinating. Just the way it does this is incredible. Now there have been other controversies. I'm looking here. I mainly see, and, and I want to make everything about race. <laughs> mainly see Caucasian, Asian. This guy looks to be Latino, but a lot of there's been a lot of problems with African Americans and black people, right? Because these AIs, a lot of the people they say that make these things don't look like you and I. So mm-hmm. it's not trained as well to make art that looks accurate to us. There's been some images that would show gorillas when it showed our people. No way. Yeah. Uh, uh, if there's there's an, so go back, check out the tech John. Mm-hmm. Okay, J A W N. John's a thing they say in in the Philly area. Yeah. Very first episode. It's called "Why Aren't Algorithms Feeling Us?" And they talk <laughs> and they talk about this. Well, the thing is, I would say, and this is kind of a joke, but um, would the algorithm only do about 13 uh, black people per 100 <laughs> refreshes? Uh, yeah, like I, I know, right? Right, right. Yeah. The, the percentage of what we represent in it's the country. Like 13 yeah. for every 100 clicks. I mean, now here's a, here's a good boo-boo. I'm going to save this one. What is that? Oh... Oh, it looks like she's got little eggs on her face or something. It looks like a over easy egg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on her <yeah>. nose. <laughs> so we're you know we're we're not going to spend all day talking about this particular um <laughs> this particular sector of the arts. We got to get moving along. But I just really wanted to point this out, this page out as well, because I thought that um I I just I, I thought that it was interesting to go from art that is created to make paintings versus art or images to to re to create people that do not exist. And the funny part is I'm pretty sure there are people out there that look eerily similar to this. It's possible. So this is, this is an, uh, an incredible job by the artist. I don't know how many hours have gone into this to get it, to get it to this point, but that's fascinating. I think man. it's just coming up with it, just taking all these different types of things and just, mashing them together i don't know um but if you guys do get a chance um you can go on to mid journey and make your own 
art and just see what you come up with and you can just send it over to us or something through the chasm page if you wanted to and, so. and i'm also going to say dolly dolly two and then there's crayon c r a i y o n formerly dolly mini you can do ai generated art there as well oh, okay so film tv there are different ways ai is used in filmmaking and this is a direct article from analytics india mag uh never heard of them before but i found this to be quite useful um script writing okay visual effects cgi i think that one's pretty obvious if you watch any type of sci-fi or superhero movie anything with heavy action where they're blowing up buildings they're not really blowing up buildings at cgi these days scheduling and pre-production so that sounds a bit more like on the um administrative like side yeah kind of the administrative side of the house yeah. subtitling that's pretty cool so going back to going back to when we were defining earlier and talking about machine learning and then you were saying i was talking about tacit versus explicit so like teaching a machine to take english language and convert it to something else or convert a different language to english you could put heavy machine learning behind that Mm. so that that's pretty cool they said trailers i didn't i didn't know that they were using it to make trailers but right before we did the show i i had to uh i i had to do it we watched the film called sunspring starring thomas middleditch of silicon valley fame great show used to crack me up so the dialogue was a bit interesting in some spots uh, it, it almost functioned like incomplete thoughts, the way the dialogue was. Is it a question on that? Was this entire thing scripted by AI? Yes. When we're done, we should watch the sequel featuring David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so this is my thought on after watching it, it, it's so odd the way that the sentences were and it's like nobody really talks like this. But at the same time, some of the references that they came back to, like she said something, like she had a phrase that she used three or four times. So same phrase. I've got the I've got the uh the video playing in the background with oh. some with, with closed caption. So here's a piece of dialogue. Something I can do, you should see the boy and shut up. I was the one who was. I want to give kudos to the actors because they delivered these lines with such conviction. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are like good actors doing this. If this was just some people that were on YouTube farting around, they would probably read that a lot differently than a well-trained actor or actress. For sure. So, and then you've got other dialogue. Um, so shut up. I was the one who was going to be hundred years old. I saw him again, the way you were sent to me. That was a big, honest idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it, it's, it's so weird, but like, it seems like the AI, it seems like it just copied the way that, uh, three quarters of the way through you watched a film, you know, and there's, there's references where those things might make some kind of sense. Yeah. Um, like if two characters had some kind of 
inside joke or something that they only understand between the two. Yeah. It almost seems like the AI just copied like the last part of a film and just put it onto something else kind of. It's kind of weird. I'd it like to know context. This and this was made 6 years ago, mind you. Oh wow. 6 years ago. The 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 sequel with Hasselhoff was made 5 years ago. Mm. Okay, so I I can only imagine it's gotten better since then. Actually, in that article that I was looking at, um, they have a movie they referenced that came out two years ago called Solicitors, made okay. by Calamity AI. And putting this on uh, putting this on mute, it says, don't talk to solicitors, but I uh, have a great story. I was a drug dealer. Shootout, shootout, shootouts. In retrospect, it was a very dangerous job. But I loved it <laughs> and then i was hit by a cop car <laughs> and they chased me i was wait that sounds like Chris, i gotta it read this like christopher like walken a, dude it sounds like a it sounds like a third grader wrote this wait wait, wait. but i i loved it <laughs> and then i was hit by this cop car and they chased me. <laughs> I was weaving through the city, but they were so fast. <laughs> and then I saw a road that led to this alley, and I figured since I had some time, I could lose him. That's a lot more coherent, though. Yes. That it dialogue goes together. Yes. That actually sounds like a story. Now, we have to watch this when we're done. This is a four-minute video. Mm -hmm. But you see the difference in the dialogue between this and the last one, where it was just it just seemed like random bits. I want to know what they train that model with versus this one. You know, what did they use to train these? Because this is much sharper now, to be fair. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is, between the two films, four years. Yeah. And this stuff is ramping up so fast with how fast these machines are learning. Four so. years is a heck of a long time to get super sharp in your dialogue, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's just incredible. Now, let's go to something I love, sci-fi. Something that I'm loving less these days, but I've loved as a kid, Star Wars. James Earl Jones, giving up his voice. They're using his, they used his voice actually in the... Um, the latest episode, Obi-Wan, oh. a, a Ukrainian company let AI, tra trained its, used AI to simulate James Earl Jones when he was younger, his voice, his voice when he was younger, excuse me. I was kind of all over the place there. But they yeah. they did that. And he, I mean, he's signed, he's signed his voice away. He's The guy's 91 years old. I think he's earned the right to say, yeah, I don't sound like that anymore. I'm an old guy. I mean, by our standards of uh, or our our lifespan, that's considered ancient. It's more than old. Yeah, for you know? sure. And 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 man, God bless James Earl Jones for still being alive and been with us, man. Yeah, that's incredible. But I mean, I think it's it's very interesting that they have done that. Um, this stuff is kind of weird, though. At the same time, when you look at it, and it's just like you've trained his voice i mean you've trained the machine to use his voice for you can make it say anything i can't imagine anybody really having quite the cadence of him as that character yeah it's it's interesting though but, but 
like I was telling you the other day about the, uh, what was it? They had AI generate a conversation between Joe Rogan and Steve Jobs. Oh yeah, that was trippy. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it's, it, like, it's not perfect. No, but it's still like it's close. It's pretty good. Yeah, Joe it's Rogan's good. fake Joe Rogan is talking to a fake dead man. <laughs> well, and the the problem, and everybody said it in the comments section of that video you sent me. The problem with that is it doesn't capture the emotion and the response. True. And that's where you can that once they learn that, my gosh, we're in trouble. By the way, the company that uh Mr. Jones is working with is Respeecher. Mm, okay. If for anybody who who's wondering who the heck are you talking about? Yeah. But for I totally understand what you're saying and what they were saying in the video in response to it. But the thing is though, we know going into it before we started listening that it wasn't that it was a fake conversation that was made by ai correct if you sent that to somebody like just like the actual just audio or something like that if they didn't know that steve jobs is dead they would be like oh this was actually a good podcast i'm gonna look up this steve jobs guy and see what other kinds of things that he's coming up for apple you know it, if you are aware of it yes you will be able to spot the differences because you are trying to pick it apart just like when you look at the uh, AI-generated art or the uh, AI-generated pictures and stuff like that, yeah. you know going into it that it's made by AI, so you're trying to pick out the flaws. But if you if you go back onto that website, what is it called? What, This Person Does Not Exist? Yeah, this per if you mm -hmm. go on to This Person Does Not Exist, you copy that, like, you copy one of five of the pictures and you just send it to somebody, they aren't going to know. I, I have a, a, a thought I'm, I'm saving toward the end as okay. we cover each section. Mm -hmm. you know, and it'll, it'll, two thoughts, but yeah, this, this will be we interesting. Can, we can just get, we can get two pictures from this person does not exist and post it on the, uh, on the Instagram and be like, this is this is E, and this is free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ed, she's free. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but I thought, but I thought y'all said y'all were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But I mean, if you just send that, if you just send one of those random pictures to somebody, and you don't give any context of that that it's from AI, I'm talking like you. Yes, you take out the best picture that you can possibly find from there when mm -hmm. you're refreshing yeah and just send it to somebody be like hey have you ever met this guy before spam the refresh button till you find something perfect or something pretty pretty good and yeah. you send it over to somebody and be like hey have you ever met this guy or heard of this guy and they'd be like no no i haven't like, <laughs> oh okay i was just making sure who that is who is that <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I just thought that was um I thought that was awesome. So they they actually used his voice, by the way, in Rise of the Skywalker. Which, who cares? That movie was. I haven't. Not seen, my favorite. I haven't seen any of them in a while. Yeah, I was going to say something a bit more harsh, but oh. I don't want to. I don't want to trigger anybody who loved the film. So I will say it wasn't my favorite. I own the first two trilogies of Star Wars. In my mind, the last three don't exist. And oh. I'll, leave, I'll leave it at that. I don't. I don't acknowledge them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But I mean, like, it's interesting that they that they're using it for those types of things. And yeah. I mean, some people probably wouldn't even know if they didn't do the research or something. Just watch the movie. Be like, I didn't know that it was AI generated James Earl Jones. So it's I'll, definitely getting very good. So in a couple other, I, on another article I looked at, I I, I forgot to mention they uh, use it. They use AI also to select actors, apparently. I thought that was interesting. Predicting the success of the film, so like forecasting. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, promoting promoting movies, editing movies, which makes sense, and which is a great segue, creating music. music. Yeah. So, Free and I had the pleasure of going through a few YouTube videos. Now, we don't have really any articles on it. We just watched a few. We watched one where a, a person made Gent. Uh, Gent is music that I would say was inspired by Mashuga, a Swedish metal band. It was created. It was created, yes, created. Pretty much, yeah. Well, I just, created, well, yeah. I don't, they didn't have a name for it back then. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, you know, they're the proto-Gent group, right? Yeah. Um, you could even lump maybe... Fear Factory in there to a certain degree, in my opinion, because mm -hmm. Fear Factory had a similar playing style with the way Dino Cazares plays guitar. Yeah. But it's it's attributed to Meshuga. Yeah. Then you've got other bands who have incorporated that style. And typically for for because I don't want to get struck for copyright, the sounds are typically yeah. If you want to know what it sounds like, you should check out Meshuggah's latest album. It's actually pretty dang good. And Gent is the sound of the palm muting on the guitar. You know, the sound that the guitar makes. So you hit an open note on the guitar and you get the bang. But when you palm mute, it sounds muted. More percussive. So you've gotten people who with a fast hand who have extremely uh, uh they're extremely talented at um rhythm rhythm thank you the, their rhythmic playing is 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 just so perfect then you start getting into things like polyrhythm Meshuggah's drummer is known to play like his hi hats and your standard 44 time while the rest like and that's while the rest of his body's playing in a different time signature so you know you get the one two three four one two three four on the hi-hat so then you're getting one two three four five six seven eight one two three four five six seven eight on the rest of the drums yeah and it's and it's ridiculous so one guy and, uh, and i forgot um which video it was i think this is it here one guy said when he created the algorithm to do this he trained it on just a bunch of single notes played by so many bands, feeding that into the, the the model, right? He just trained it on that. And so we watched this video by this guy who was freaking out. Yeah. Because <laughs> he said, this is going to replace us as musicians. Was and, it and Nick Nocturnal? I think that was the guy. Let me see. Yes, yeah, Nick Nocturnal. Okay, yeah. yeah. Nick Nocturnal. I mean, this dude was losing his, his, his mind watching it. And he, you could tell, like, when I first started, he was a bit smug. Not smug like being a jerk, but just kind of like, yeah, okay, impress me. And then after a couple of minutes, homeboy was like, okay, we're done. We're done. This is it. You wouldn't be able <laughs> to notice the difference with how good the stuff is going right now. I mean, you can, you can really tailor it very well if you want to take time and put into that, uh, like with sampling and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean- 
But then even if you can do that, you can create stuff in MIDI and you can re replace MIDI stuff with really good samples. And yeah, it might not be like somebody playing guitar, which is very, um, very based in feeling. Right. Um, it might not be exactly the same, but I mean, it goes, it goes for all sorts of other things. And I think that I, I don't know what it was that I was watching, but they compared it to the idea of how can you say that this is not okay for AI to generate music when you are telling it kind of what to do and what to construct yeah, and somewhat have a vision going into it and it's creating something, I guess, at the finish line because it's kind of like composing still and be like, even though... Mozart might not be on the stage playing every single instrument at the same time. He still constructed all that stuff. He has the baselines for in terms of what these things create. This instrument can do this. This instrument can do this. You have certain uh, rhythms that you have at your at your disposal to be able to use these things to create at the end of the day a piece of music. And I don't know, it, it's such a weird line to, to, I guess, teeter on because you've got people that would be like, oh my gosh, like, no, I'm not accepting of this kind of creation of music. Right. And I don't, I don't know. I'm still kind of on the fence about it because you can either use it to put out there as like, oh, I'm making music through this, or you can use it also as a stepping stone for inspiration, right? You, right to 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 start an idea oh, that yeah. that you hadn't you're stuck in a rut, right? So let's take the the next example we used or we looked at was a song that was written in the style of Nirvana, <laughs> and I I gotta say it sounds like Nirvana. Now the lyrics, which I would say in real life, a lot of what Kurt Cobain had to say was hard to hard to understand at, at times. This song is called "Drowned in the Sun." But up until like the last minute or so, I think of the song, whatever the last few minute or 30 seconds, it sounds a lot like them. It's almost like they changed from the classic Nirvana sound to being inspired by Nirvana's unplugged performance. So my two friends in the, in the Discord, Skeksy and Agent Booty Pants, <laughs> or we call them ABP, they are hardcore Nirvana fans. And they were like, that ending, does. it's a hard change. That doesn't sound like them. They wouldn't do that. And like, well, they may have gotten to that because it goes kind of poppy. But oh. I use this as an example uh, as to what you're saying because when you look at AI and music and then AI going back to our previous section, AI and TV and film, you still need actors to carry it out. AI hasn't gotten to a point yet where it can do those things when you were talking about Steve Jobs and and Rogan that made up AI-generated conversation. Sure, it can sound like them, but can it act like them? That's just a conversation. Yeah. Let's just say those happen to be two stoic individuals that don't emote. But to catch the little things, take two great powerhouse actors. These are veterans who can do the little inflections in their voice. 
the facial expressions that you see. You can do through CG, as we've seen with Pixar and Illumination and all these other animated uh, properties, not just those big two. There's tons on the Cartoon yeah, Network, etc. You can you can capture that through animation, but it's Tom Hanks who brings Woody to life because he is a great actor in person when you see him and a great actor with his voice. He knows how to cross that bridge. Once an AI, if an AI, is able to uh, um, capture that spirit of a human being, so to speak, or, or those little nuances, then that's where it gets dicey for us. It's like, oh man, they're trying to take our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> you go to music, right? You go to music and it's easier to create the music because you can feed things in and go, okay, process this bass line, process these drums, this percussion, these keyboards, whatever. Yeah. Lay this out in 4-4 four, four time. This is music that's 4-4 four, four time based. This is There's so much music in the world that you can train it on to get that. Not saying you can't train it on existing actors, mm -hmm. but imagine going and, and seeing a band that is all AI-generated music with just a, a singer. Yeah. Right? It's almost like going to see a pop singer or going to see an EDM guy, um, Dead Mouse or, yeah. or, or um, Steve Oak. Is it Akai or Akoi? I'm not sure. Take any of those... Guys, you expect that when you watch these artists perform. You expect a dude behind turntables or multiple computers or a computer mixing in. You know, you're 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 expecting that when you go and see a band, a gent metal band, a rock band, a jazz band. You're expecting the experience of amplifiers moving air in the room, somebody belting out these notes. Patti LaBelle, mm -hmm. she is a powerful voice. Whitney Houston, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. You know, I still get the chills when I think about her singing the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah. A modern version of that, or modern versions of that. Adele, Christina Aguilera. I mean, these are women that, could, that can belt it out. Yeah. For real, for real. Uh, people are probably getting mad at me saying Beyonce. Okay, sure, fine. I'll let you have. I'll let you have that. Not my favorite. Yeah, I would. Same. I wouldn't put her on the level of Whitney Houston. Same, <laughs> but I wouldn't. that's the that's an entirely different conversation. I'm sorry, Nay, if you're listening. I love you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I do see what you're saying. The only thing is, I, I would say, um, with with that kind of music, you know, um, it might be able to create these different types of things in terms of the music for mm -hmm. like gent or something like that. But still the human element is very important, even though it's so typewriter ish, you know, or like so, so mechanical sounding it is very mechanical. and it like, it hits it to a T like, because it sounds exactly like what the music being created by human beings sounds like when this AI was generating this stuff. But if you went to a concert and it was just like a singer and then he just presses the he just presses the space bar on a freaking MacBook, it's gonna be so boring. 
<laughs> right. Because again, there's something to be said about the, those amplifiers hitting the room and interacting. You know, you look at you look at guys who get up there like uh, Washed Out. Washed Out is one of my favorite, um, what do they call that style of music? Chill wave artists. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy is creating the music using live instruments too, but he's doing it with computers. Okay. But when he performs live, Washed Out's not just sitting there pushing a button on the space bar and performing. He has a touring band taking what he created in the studio by himself and bringing that to life with keyboards and real drums and sometimes guitars and samplers and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? And when I saw him here in San Antonio with with, with my friend Jen, rather than having a full band, it was him and two other guys working different samplers. But they were hitting the samplers, triggering them with drumsticks and they're dancing and they're grooving and they're getting down to the beat and you're interacting because you see them getting into it and you're like, yeah, yeah. Even though they're triggering samples, it still feels like a performance. It's not just a guy like, okay, guys, this next song's called Dog in the Rain. Three, two, one, space bar. And then the music kicks yeah. in. <laughs> and I guess, I mean, and I think that it's fine. I mean, but the thing is, you can use that generated music and like if you were a super super good guitar player or something right, like that right. you could totally just be like well the computer took what i gave it and it came up with this and i learned how to play it here's some new music yeah there's nothing wrong with that it's the same thing with uh with like getting back to like the ai generated art or something like that if the if the ai threw out something that you never thought of before and you can actually paint too where can you take that? There's something that you've never thought of, nothing that your brain ever could conceive, whether it be music um, or art or something like that, and you can take that and run with it even further. Yep, yep. So moving on to our last section of this discussion, AI written books. There's a website called uh, booksby.ai. <laughs> Big bold letters. Tired of books written by authors? Try books by AI or books by dot AI. Excuse me. You could buy printed copies of these on Amazon. So here's the first title. And I think the art might be AI generated as well because that's interesting. Um, they got to keep it in their collective sphere. Right, right. <laughs> well, and we'll touch on that, right? So it's called The Imperfect in Disaster. So this says, this year's best known for us in modern million copies. Until the story unfolds, <laughs> that's weird. That's a weird sentence. Until the story unfolds and Sarah Ford finds herself provided with no reader in the greatest experience of London to this trademark fiction, the professional family in more than 50 years have seen behind control of what it takes to find a way to make a deadly secret and something else is happy to investigate. And does it come alive? The investigation is in, the, in, is in his own and whoever they never knew can only be dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was that was uh, AI creates laughter though. Yeah, yeah dude, I, uh, I like that. So look at look, look at some of these titles, okay? Uh, the serious, a proven a proven divorce, and I quote, "Bitches of the points." <laughs> <laughs> Auro Minds and the Hungers. Wow. Uh, yeah, man. I uh, 
I, I would love to read one of these. So this is AI written books. Um, wow. <laughs> there's also, and this isn't literature, but this is a little aside. I had a, 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 an article come up from Motherboard or Motherboard. Wow. Motherboard by Vice. Students are using AI to write their papers because of course they are. <laughs> so essays written by AI language tools like OpenAI's Playground are often hard to tell apart from text written by humans. So that's a, that's a whole other segue into maybe something we could talk about later. Yeah, and it, we can touch on it for just a little bit. But for, for writing, you know, writing books, this kind of ties into what we saw with AI writing scripts. I would almost put those in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. The script that became uh, an actual movie. I'm intrigued by this. I think it can still be used, even if it's not just entirely what the AI comes up with. I think it's totally acceptable to use it as a tool or just a launch pad what if you told the ai to give you prompts yeah you know like feed me prompts and i'll stop you when you find something that i feel like is interesting to write about you know i think that's pretty cool i think it's a good idea it'll take you out of your it gets you out of your rut you know like if you have writer's block or something yeah I mean, think about it. If you gave it to like Stephen King and it's just like, I want to write a book that I've nothing close to what I've ever written before. And he's just like clicking and be like, what about this prompt? And he clicks and no, I don't want that one. And then he finds something to be like, oh, that sounds interesting. I mean, it's just a nice <laughs> launch pad. Sometimes you can just start off with something that you've never thought about before because you've got an AI to help you out. Yeah, man. I mean... And again, if it's if it's AI assisted, you know, I think people are a little bit better, feel a little bit better about it. Now, this is kind of bridged is the gap between literature and and the art, but there's even AI generated graphic novels really? that are out there. Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, you know, that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah. Let's see. Kevin Hess is the guy. I think it's Star Maker. Yeah. Hmm. That sounds so. Star Maker. I think he used AI to to create a visual version of this book. See, and that's the thing that I think is really cool about it. Is like some people might knock it yeah. for oh the competition. This person won over me, and it's just like it's not that you just told it make me something cool, and it's like here you go, award winning artwork right here. Yeah, it's like. You have things in your brain that you want to come to life and you can you can have that. Because honestly, that's what I have done in the past, not with AI, but with a human. Um, like it's not released, but the LNG album, like it's already done. It just needs to be mixed and mastered and released. But my wife's friend who's in graphic design and paints and all that stuff. I asked her to make me the album art for it. And I didn't just say, hey, here, listen to it. I was like, I have a vision in my head, and this is what I want. And she made it. It's the same kind of thing with AI, except for there's a human element that I'm telling to make it, but I'm telling the AI to generate my vision. Same way that I told, that I asked the, this actual living person to make 
this artwork that's in my head. So she made the album art for it. That is cool. You got something custom made by a human for your album. And then look at what you're able to do for your singles using AI like that. Yeah. That's that's just wild. Like, it is kind of crazy. The time it's going to take, it took her versus the time it took you to go, thank you. It's true. It's true. But I could also just be like, hey, what about this picture that I made in, in there? What about your interpretation of it? Or what if I want to make it more specific? You know, you can be like, take this picture and make a painting based on that. But I want you to put your, I guess, your touch on there. And also, I want specific things. I want something right here in this side right here. You know, you could, you could, like I said, you could use it as a launch pad. Um, yeah. You could take it further if you want to. But it's kind of like still that human element of it when you are asking something. Because I'm not, I'm not an artist in terms of visual artist. Yeah, I can't paint. I can't draw, um, but I can see things in my head, and I can conceptualize those things, and I can ask that of a person or an AI to create the thing visually. So it's just another tool, I think. But and what by are the way, thoughts. <laughs> one thing one thing we left out is that the person that won the art competition that was made with Mid Journey. I forgot to mention that it was Mid Journey. Yeah, I forgot to Goodness mention that. Gracious. So. You know, there's not a ton yet for AI writing books, but the space is growing. Let's yeah. let's say that. It's, I would say, compared to everything we've discussed, and that's why we apologize if we're a little light in this section. There's not a ton to go off of. I would say, though, go check out those books. <laughs> oh my gosh, man! These are just these are. I mean, check it all out. I, I mean, mean, yeah, check I would of love course for, for to hear people's opinions on these things because usually when it comes down to AI stuff, for me personally, I'm like, whoa, 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 where are we going with this? Yeah, I've yeah. seen some movies, man, and I'm. This stuff is a lot more welcoming, I think. And it's somewhat in light use, you know? Um, I don't really, I'm not really for like, at this point, personal robots in your home and all that stuff. But this type of stuff, it, it's, I welcome it. So back to the cover art. I just wanted to tell you about this books by .ai. Mm -hmm. They tell you. Here, none of the stories, titles, descriptions, book covers, or reviews related to any of the books on booksby.ai have been written or designed by humans. Wow. The images, says the stories, titles, descriptions, and reviews of the books were generated using char-rnn-tensorflow, which is a Google thing, I believe, and training data from Amazon.com and Project Gutenberg. The covers were also generated using progressive growing uh, GANs. That was the generative uh, adversarial network. Mm -hmm. What we saw with um, this person does not exist. Yeah. I have to look more into what an adversarial network is. That's interesting. That's and, so crazy. And training, training images from Open Library. 
So this has gone full AI, this entire site. Just seeing what it can do if it is left to its own, I guess, devices. I just, I just think that, um, I think that's incredible. You know, like that's just, wow. That's mind blowing to me. Yeah. Generative adversarial network. Just, um, quick definition on deep, deep AI, sorry, deep AI.org. So it says is a deep neural network, which we explained earlier framework, which is able to learn from a set of training data and generate new data with the same characteristics as the training data. For example, a generative adversarial network trained on photographs of human faces can generate realistic-looking faces which are entirely fictitious. Hence, this person does not exist.com. Okay, so it's pretty much doing that with books. Right, right. Yeah, so it's like, oh, well, this book was about this. This book looked like this. And these books on that site in particular were trained by science fiction, existing science fiction novels that were out there. Oh, okay. so that's how it's that's how it's writing. Yeah, I, I, I think I might buy one just to see what happens. This is freaking crazy. I, I got to see it. I, I got to see it for myself, you know, and the graphic novels. So going back to that thought that that came back to me, what if somebody just combined all this? And it looks like books by dot AI is the closest to combining multiple factors but let's say i write a book mm-hmm. using ai i take that book and let's say it's a book series it's a thicky mm-hmm. okay and now i want to turn it into a single movie i tie that together to write a script and then i use ai to cast the actors who could play these roles and do forecasting and all the other things we learn how it does with filmmaking. Cool. We use AI to make the score. Yeah. And then we do the artwork, taking the actors we found and putting them in their costumes, what they look like in the movies, in the movie that we're making, but then use AI to create images of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just, I, I, you, I do. You, you I, I totally all, see where you're going here. You, you, you become a full package AI generated project from, from birth that, from birth to death, so to speak. Yeah, it would be. I think it would be cool to do it just as like a like a test. You know, like if you were super super rich and had all these crazy resources, like like Elon Musk or something, and technology at your mm-hmm, hands mm-hmm. with that kind of money, that's the type of stuff I'd be doing. It's just fun. I, I think it'd be cool. So if we're going to fast forward to our opinions, and I think we've given our opinions throughout multiple sections we've broken down, I don't think we as individuals have a problem with it. It's interesting to see. The technology isn't quite there to <laughs> replace us yet. I think there is a responsibility to not let it get sentient, right? Yeah. Whatever. But I think it's cool to be used to assist in things and then just as a concept to say, Hey, not just a concept, but just as a project uh, to be created and say, look, mid journey, things of that nature. This is its own category. Now it's, 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 it's its own thing. And I think we as people, artists should be able to appreciate that. Now, 
Yeah. As musicians, and I say artists because we're musicians, right, and writers. Um, it would be good to again follow up and have a panel of people that are actually in this space and talk with them and get their opinion because we can speak more to the musical part of it. I think it's really cool. I still like doing things by hand. Yeah. But I could see myself maybe saying, you know what? Give me some drums. Like the song that plays with Edge Free Show, I didn't I didn't write those drums. I use Logic's drummer. Oh. Yeah. That's technically AI. That's yeah, it's 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 machine generated. I used those drums. I wrote everything else around it. Yeah. I tw- now I tweaked them. I tweaked them because my ears, right? But I got the basic pattern from there. There's like some of my other songs, and I'm getting more to the point where I'm doing more of the drums by hand. But sometimes I don't have time for that. Or sometimes I just don't know what to do. And I use those as a foundation to build. So I, I see I see it in multiple ways how these tools can help you be creative. It's like, you know what? Keep it simple, stupid. Or as some people say, kiss. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a stoner thought, man. <laughs> in all this research, uh, full disclosure, I'm not a stoner. Just to me, it just sounds like something, you know, a stoner would think. All right. So I'm sitting there. I'm doing all this research on this stuff getting ready for the show. And I think to myself, man, what if we were the artificial intelligence, man? And we became sentient. (laughs) We are sentient. (laughs) You know, the the monkeys were like, I could, sure, I could climb that tree, but I can't move those rocks. (laughs) (laughs) And, And they, I mean, we're made of all this organic material, you know? And it all comes together. And, and, and look, and I, I'm not I'm not poking fun of anybody's religious beliefs or anything like that. I just just go with me on this. But they put all these elements together. We source it. What's here on the earth? And then we became who we are. And we became self aware. And now we rule over the creatures who used to be our rulers. And what if we're doing the same thing with machines? I'm just asking questions, man. No, I think, uh, no, we are the machines that are being programmed by the dogs. (laughs) The dogs are like, we need to get these humans to uh, get us to provide shelter, provide food and water, and I get to lay around all day while they do senseless work. (laughs) Because my dogs, they don't have to do anything. They got a good life. They're just like, if only he knew. So what you're saying is, we think we're in charge, but the dogs and the cats, they're in charge. The dogs and the cats are in charge. That's why you got like shelves and stuff like that, and they can't reach it. And they're just like, I don't care. The human will get it for me. <laughs> I get to just lay here and lick my bone, man. And, yeah. And well, chew I mean, on this carpet here. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you're programmed, aren't you? Are you not? You get the food for the dog every day. You go and let the dog out every day to go use the bathroom and stuff. You're programmed. The this dog's is, got you on lock. This is some tacit knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. You know what? I mean, Hold on. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that's going to do it for us, y'all. 
this is this has been an awesome episode man i've, I've had a lot of fun talking about this um we wanted to do something a little bit lighter here we, we've been a little bit heavy on the last few shows with some of these topics so i, I hope this was an enjoyable listen for y'all and um you can find me on social media all things e can talk i don't have tiktok <laughs> but instagram and twitter and as mentioned earlier you can find common sense media on twitter at common sense media instagram at common sense media and my man free yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram. It's Daniel underscore free. And uh, I do manage the Chasm page on Instagram as well. Um, I'm, I got booted out of it earlier this week, <laughs> but I should be back on there later. So, yeah, I'll be there. So, And if you guys want to see the artwork that I was talking about, referring to that I made on MidJourney, I will be posting that the day that we post this episode oh yeah yeah we got to get that up there and i'll put up the pics from this person does not exist so um if you that if you have nothing else man i'm gonna say until next time do your research all right peace